And now it's too late with Alan Mosley. I just saw literally this moment as we're getting ready to record the episode that apparently Minnesota's attorney general is charging three more officers in George Floyd's death and upgrading the murder charge. Wow. So. Uh, There you go. Well, you know, the thing about that is, is that far be it for me to be a cynic. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I feel like that, I mean, on the one hand, outrage is good. Because if you are outraged about something and then and then it results in some action being taken, then that's what you wanted, right? Yeah. On the other hand, I th- there's a chance that if there's enough outrage, that action might be taken to throw some particular person or persons under the bus. But the institution that allowed that person or persons to do what they did goes completely unmolested. Agreed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. I like that's not even what the show's about today, by the okay. way. I just I just literally <laughs> the, just the song's playing and I'm over here playing on my phone because I because I don't even care about the show. I'm not even paying any attention. <laughs> I'm, I'm just and then I, I happen to see that. So so anyway, we'll see we'll see how that turns out. Sure. But anyway, yes. Thank you so much for tuning in for episode 110 of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. I'll tell you another thing I saw right before we went on, Blake. Yeah, what was that? Uh, Drew Brees, who, by the way, is like an, an 126-year-old quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Drew Brees, it's, he's, he's getting near the end of his playing days. Yeah. And I like Drew Brees. I don't like what he said today, but I like Drew Brees. Okay. Um, he made comments on a show. They were asking him, so like you see all this stuff going on drew in in the news and in your own city of new orleans um so what do you think now about people who were kneeling during the national anthem to highlight injustice right particularly police brutality and he said quote i will never agree with anyone disrespecting the flag of the united states or our great country he then went on to go on a rant about how disrespectful that was to the troops (laughs) <laughs> that guy's completely disconnected from reality, isn't he? So, <laughs> it's just... Gosh. I tell you what, I tell you what, wow. he's going to need, like, th- this, this... I, I don't know why I have to announce my zinger. Like, right. my zinger for this is, is he's really going to need his favorite Martin Luther King quote here in about 48 hours. <laughs> um, Jeez, But, man. yeah, like, that's, like, talk about a complete deflection from what's going on to muff feels like, yeah, <laughs> like that, that was, just a complete disconnect that was it like yeah. oh man wow. i just it's it's i think that you will find that there's going to be a theme in today's episode uh i should say tonight's because of course this is live yeah. wednesday night at nine o'clock yep, on right uh, youtube mm-hmm. on twitch at yep. alan m mosley it uh on Facebook.com slash funny broke mm-hmm. on our new show page, which is Facebook.com slash it's too late with Alan Mosley. We only made that, by the way, because Facebook is just killing us. They just yeah. throttle everything they don't like. I think we said too many unapproved, unapproved words. Unapproved words. I think we may have said like, like freedom, like coronavirus. Yeah. I think I think if you say that you get in trouble and we've said that. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. So we're we're just doing whatever we can. So anyway, yeah. if you're hearing my voice right now, it's because you're at the live premiere at 9 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> on Wednesday nights, yes, and, which is which is where we are because we're yeah. right here. That's right. Yeah, 
I, yeah, I, I can't believe that this is anyone would dispute that. But anyway, <laughs> um, you and I were talking, Blake, yeah. right before the show started yeah. about um, the United States Postal Service uh-huh. and what a great job they do. Oh, yeah. 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 So you were telling me that you were expecting a a letter in the mail. Yes. And, and you come to find out that it was mailed on May 8th. Yes. And you got it last Friday. Mm-hmm. So that was like, what, the 29th or something like that? Yeah. No, it was, it was probably took a lot longer than it should have, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, I'm just well, trying to be nice about it. So, uh, and, and, but it was mailed from a town an hour north of here. <laughs> Not even an hour, dude, like a 40 minute drive max. So it was, it was mailed a uh, 45 minutes away from here and it arrived three weeks later. Yep. Yep. That's, that's kind of the way things are going right now. Mm-hmm. The beautiful, the beautiful thing about that little anecdote is now I know, like, I know that there's going to be the actually crowd out there uh-huh. that's going to say that, well, what is, what does the United States Postal Service have to do with riot police or, or the Fed right. or, or, or the yeah. military or whatever? Yeah. The thing is, is that it's, it's. It's the government. It's right. it's something that they have a monopoly on, That's not right. in terms of shipping packages, obviously, but yeah. in terms of just regular mail carrying. Yeah. Um, be, and and so since they have a monopoly, you know, this is this is who you go to if you're going to mail a letter and you want to go to the post office. The, the post office is only one, run by one entity, and that's the United States Postal Service. Right. Um, and you have no competition there. Yeah. And they're and they're just awful. They're just <laughs> awful at what they do. And the reason I bring that up is is that so since I think we can all agree that they're just awful at what they do, <laughs> then I don't think any of us would think that they would be better if we gave them more money. Or aliens. Remember Men in Black? They were the first one. Like they went into the post office, and it turns out everybody working there was actually just like an alien. Like I don't know. <laughs> I think you're an alien. I had like six arms. Remember that one guy? It was awesome. But obviously he doesn't work at the Nashville post office because or else they'd be more efficient. You have completely derailed this monologue. <laughs> and just, I mean, like, I'm actually impressed by you. I mean it. Like, I mean that when I say it. Like, I, I was sitting here thinking we were having a monologue and now yeah. we're not. Okay. So I'm, continue. I'm genuinely impressed. You may continue. <laughs> I don't know how this became about Men in Black. The first movie was good. Yeah. That's so anyway, the point being is, is that I don't think any of us would think that the Postal Service is bad now, but it would be 100% better if they just we just gave them more money and signed some new laws. Like, if we said that now, okay, we'll just, the way to help the Post Office is to get rid of FedEx and UPS and give the Post Office all of our money, <laughs> and then they'll just idea. be better. No one thinks that. No. For, I mean, no, <laughs> no, no, no one no. thinks that. So, Please, no. <laughs> so, yeah, so by the same logic... No one should want to give more power or authority or whatever. No one should want to legislate more things. And then because you're upset about the way government handles things. So government is bad at something. So let's go ask them to write some new laws. That's not, no. that's not how it's done. Um, so I'm, I'm actually going to finish a, a few of those thoughts in the finale at the end of the show because we have a lot of really fun stuff to get to. Yep. Uh, speaking of fun stuff to get to, we've got the meme of the week and uh-huh. the viewer mail coming in the next segment. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Hey, uh, hey, Blake. Yeah. What time is it? It's time for... I saw that this weekend, and and yeah, I, I like I needed I needed to like drink some water. It was a little spicy. Yeah, thank God you don't drink anything else. Yeah, Shoot. I actually had a different one that I did decided not to go with that that was very much related to this one, um, and I'm it sweating. was, and it was basically saying, you see that guy on the left right there? Yeah, that guy does not represent all cops. No. Do you see that guy on the right standing yeah. by watching the guy on the uh-huh. left? That guy represents all cops. <laughs> Better to not get involved, right? You know, just <laughs> Well, I, I mean, know. he stands between the crowd and him and lets him do his work. That guy represents all cops. Gosh. Okay, I promise that that's the last time I'm going to bash the police yeah. today. Wow. Well, this segment. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, at least I'm until hurting. a few questions. Give me a break. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. They de- you know, we Those said la- we bad. said last week that we would quit doing episodes about them if they would quit doing the things that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you want to answer some viewer mail? No. Get away. No. 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 <laughs> you don't know. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, Andrew from Coastal, Pennsylvania writes, uh, Dear Alan and Blake, if you toss your cat outside, does it become kitty litter? Okay, stop with the puns, man. I feel, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, this is, you know what, this isn't Andrew's fault, because Andrew just can't help himself. Like, okay. he's, he's, you know, is he, he like has a, a disability. Does that, he write those or something? I don't he know. Can't, he can't, he can't help him. You shouldn't <laughs> look down at people who like have lost control of their bodily functions that's horrible. Like Andrew has. I don't know. It's really Look. it's really your fault for not getting better questions than this. Uh, well, my fault. Yeah, it's your yes, it's, this is your fault. Oh, come on, don't blame so, me. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're if you're out there in the chat right now, type at Blake Osborne and ask him if you toss your cat outside, does it become kitty litter? Uh Celeste from Niagara Falls, Mercy. New York writes, uh, Dear Alan and Blake, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Blake, how many pairs of shoes do you own? I have no idea. Uh, six. Wait. So, so do you not have any idea how many pairs of shoes you own? Because you're, 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 you're like, like the decadence of the farm of the, boots qualify as uh, just as shoes. Just the unbelievable elitism of Blake Osborne, who's a known member of the one percent. <laughs> Whatever. You have so many pairs of no. shoes. Like you uh-huh. have an entire you have an entire wing of your house dedicated to shoes that you don't know how many. You oh have. come on, dude! The last time I bought shoes was probably last September, <laughs> and they were probably on sale half off. I have. Uh, I have five pairs of shoes. Oh, there you go. That seemed high, actually, yeah. but I thought about well, if sandals count as shoes, I guess they and do. like loafers count as shoes, oh, yeah, and yeah. tennis shoes are shoes. Sure. And then I have like brown dress shoes and yeah. black dress shoes. So you have you have a shoe for every purpose. <laughs> a chicken in every pot. That's that's exactly right. Um, uh, Jeff from Jellet, Pennsylvania, writes, uh, "Dear Alan and Blake." 
Are there big government chickens leaving stacks of bricks at key places for the rioters to use? Okay, so I did see a bunch of that on Twitter where people were, were, were pointing out how these random stacks of bricks were just being left on street corners yeah. around where rioting was happening. And, but there's no construction around, so there's no other logical reason for the bricks to be there. At first, I wanted to say, like, we live in such a crazy time where it's, like, you don't know where to get your information from. Yeah. Because, I mean, the mainstream news is, is garbo. But if, if if some dude posts something on Twitter, like, you you don't know. Like, yeah. that picture could be from anywhere. Right. But it was a, there was a lot. There was a lot of pictures There was a like lot that. of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So... Yes. You think it's so? It's to answer Jeff's question. Yes. There are there are agent provocateurs. Yeah. You usually think of that phrase as someone who's literally like melding within the within the rioters uh-huh. and or whatever, urging people into violence. Um but I mean I, I I would also use that phrase for someone who is setting it up independently so you, before the fact. You actually think that there's a group somewhere behind the scenes that's literally delivering pallets of stones yes a day before the riots and telling people that's where the stones are go use them yes so you think that's true well i mean they're literally stacks of bricks and actually they usually literally are stacked on pallets that's ridiculous i mean where else do you i mean pallets with bricks stacked on them that weigh like three tons don't get there because some dude dropped them off like they got there for a reason. Do you ever feel like everything that goes on in the world is a plan by someone? Well, yeah, by our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was waiting for the camera. <laughs> okay. That may be more true than you realize. Moving on. Jonathan from Colville, Washington writes, <laughs> Dear Alan and Blake, do you text while you poop? Blake, do you text people while you're in the bathroom? That's where I get it all done, dude. I'm sorry. That's where I... <laughs> I mean, everything. It's all done there. That's that's what you can set your watch by it. I'm sorry. When Blake's, I, I admit... in, when Blake's in the bathroom, mm-hmm. that's where he gets it all sorry. done. Sorry. When you're getting a nice conversation from me, it's because I'm alone. And that's the only time I'm ever alone. So type at Blake Osborne in the chat and let him know what you think about his office. No, no, just wait for the response. Then you know where I am. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to this episode? Hey, man, somebody's got to lighten things up. (laughs) Uh, uh, Ronan from Knoxville, Tennessee writes, uh, Dear Alan and Blake, what do you think about the riots slash rioters? Jesus. Oh, I mean, I what do you, what do you, I feel like I I've sort of kind of addressed that already. Yeah. But the thing is, like, this was a weird week to show plan for because I had decided, a, uh, I think Sunday afternoon, what our like big important segments were going to be on later in the show. And I, but I did know that they were not going to be about the looting and rioting and all that stuff because yeah. I, gosh, I'm just worn out. Yeah, I'm so worn out of it all. Um, and where you live is pretty close to the to the edge of it, right there too. So you're kind of feeling I, yeah. The, well, there was there was some stuff going on in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the courthouse and stuff was on fire well, heck on yeah, Saturday. They're throwing Molotovs in there. Um, yeah. So so it, and there's a curfew. Yeah, there's a curfew, which is like this. Like this is real life. 
It's only like well we are living in a world where mm-hmm. there's a curfew in in your town because of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, actually, you know what? Let me correct myself. There's not a curfew because of stuff going on. There's a curfew because the authorities said stay in your home or else. Yeah. That's what. Be clear. Uh, but anyway, so I, I'm just going to, I'm going to, this is going to be the only time that I address all that stuff. And all I'm going to say is, is that it, you are being intellectually dishonest if you don't differentiate between protester, rioter, and looter. These are different people. Yeah. Now, there can be overlap. A, a protest can turn into a riot. Mm-hmm. But riots don't turn into looting. Looting, looters are opportunists. They, they are thieves. Exactly. They are people who want to steal things. If you are stealing something and then you have the gall when you get caught or prosecuted or sued or whatever because your big ugly mug is on yeah. a security cam or whatever, to say, well, but what about George Floyd? Dude, I was about to say the F word. I, I stopped Control myself yourself. because this is such a family-friendly yeah, show. For the most part. Uh, that... Um, <laughs> You should, so if you if you steal things, if you ruin the lives of some small business owner and then have the gall to say, but what about George Floyd? You should visit euthanasia.com slash protesting <laughs> to get the information you need to make the right choice for you. Goodness gracious. Um, so protesters who are angry and want their voices to be heard, who have every right to feel that way because there is some, in, there is injustice in this world and mm-hmm. boy, and boy, there is, um, that makes sense. Yeah. And sometimes those can turn into riots because uh, you and I were talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people are not the Borg. No. There's not this singular mind. consciousness yeah. that is guiding the activities. So sometimes things reach a fever pitch and sometimes cooler heads don't prevail. And some and sometimes protesting can turn kind of in very much into sort of a mob mentality type yeah. situation. Um but that doesn't necessarily mean they're literally going down to Target to pick up some 4K TVs. That's no, that's no, still not so. quite the same thing. But uh, you know, the the thing the thing that got me, and I watched the Nashville riots on TV, and I was kind of sitting back going, "Wow, I really didn't expect that to happen here." Sure. It got kind of ugly for a little while. Things got a little crazy, but the second they put that smackdown on that ten o'clock <laughs> curfew, I mean, it was like damn the cops all day long, and then they weren't screwing with that curfew. I mean, the second ten o'clock hit, everyone was gone. There were eighty thousand, a hundred thousand people downtown Nashville. That curfew hit ten whoosh, crickets. Nashville's a, Nashville's a very interesting case study in that there aren't these aren't the same people and that there are opportunists and mm-hmm. agent provocateurs that make things worse because yeah. they had a protest on Saturday that was somewhere between like one and five and mm-hmm. by five thirty the crowd was gone and it yeah. was very peaceful very clean but by eight o'clock the courthouse was on fire and nobody but seems the protesters to... yeah. left at five thirty yeah Who was so that? it's so in this particular instance, the agent provocateurs kind of like they overplayed their hand. Like it only works if you blend into the crowd mm-hmm. and then cause problems. They showed up like two hours after the crowd left. And so the point being know. is, is that I don't think you have to be wearing a lot of tinfoil hat to say, yes, there are bad actors yeah, out there. Definitely. Um, so anyway, that's how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, finally, Suzanne from Colville, Utah writes, uh, Dear Alan and Bill, I don't even know if I can read this because Suzanne's been banned. So No, she's back. She just has a slightly different uh, 
No, no, she's that's not the same person. That's not the same person. No, that's not Suzanne, of course. Really? Of course, because Suzanne was banned. Oh, okay. Of course. Okay. Uh, Suzanne from Coldwell, Utah writes Dear Alan and Blake, is it too early to hang our riot decorations or is it still COVID season? I had a great meme I saw this morning on that one. It made me laugh. So, I, so okay, so I'll, I'll give it to you that, man, all weekend, I didn't hear COVID one time. <laughs> it's amazing how the virus literally fell out of the sky and disappeared magically. Here, look. Here's your answer right here. Can you see this? No, I can't. How, you know, it's, you're unbelievable. Like this is, this is this unbelievably professional program where we, where we have all of the software we, where you can broadcast everything. I have not figured out And you're out trying to, to show people a... your phone on the camera. God. Hey man, I haven't figured out how to like quickly whip that up from the internet, man. You know, that, that takes too much time. This is still, this is happening live. So you got to be able to do that in a fly, you know, I just, you know, I can't do that on the fly right now. I mean, if. <laughs> you're, you're, what you're telling people right now is that I'm actually the producer of the show and you're just the guy that clicks the buttons. Because if you were the real producer of the show, you would know how to do it. I just click buttons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Guys, we will be right back after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at alan at funnybroke.com. So we've come to that time of the show where everyone logs off and tunes out because we're done with the memes and the and the viewer mail. But, but don't if go you're, anywhere. But if you're still here and you're wondering, but wait, <clears throat> I thought you weren't going to talk about the riots and stuff. So what could you possibly be talking about? Yeah, I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. I I know that the overwhelming majority of people out there have no idea what qualified immunity is, mm-hmm. but it's something that I actually, honest to goodness, saw. Even even if it's just a few percent, sort of entering the the nation's like consciousness yeah. this past weekend, and it's something very important to talk about. So I'm actually going to be referencing an article by Fee, and it's on the Foundation of Econo- Economic Education uh, by Evan Burnick. To hold police accountable, don't give them immunity. The doctrine of qualified immunity has to be abolished. So this is actually a little bit of a dated article. This, this was written before the events of uh, George Floyd or Duncan Limp or Breonna Taylor, which we've all covered all those on this show. Um, but, it's, but it's very much relevant and, and talks about other similar issues. He starts with, how could that happen in this country? Like, that's, that's, such a, that's one of those, it makes me wonder if that's a phrase that's, that's popularized in other countries. Like, do, do Londoners say, I never thought that would happen in jolly old England, but that thing did? Or, or you know, do people, do people in Germany see something happen in India and think, well, that could never happen here? Like, I don't know if that's a very American thing or if that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's a people thing. It you think it's a people everywhere. thing? Yeah. So... In the wake of tragic deaths of Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, Walter Scott, Eric Harris, Freddie Gray, and of course the more recent ones we could add to the list, and others at the hand of police officers, it's a question that many Americans are asking themselves. 
It's a question that the Institute for Justice is familiar with. In 2005, we litigated, because uh, 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 Aaron is a, a part of the uh, Institute of Justice, we litigated the case of Kilo versus the City of New London, which dealt with the question of whether a private developer exercising the government's power of eminent domain could bulldoze an entire working class neighborhood for so-called economic development. The Supreme Court said yes, and Americans were outraged. How could that happen in this country? Suzette Kilo, who lost her home, might not seem to have much in common with Freddie Gray, or we'll say George Floyd who lost his life, but both were victims of unchecked government power. They weren't victims of white supremacy. They were victims of unchecked government power. Uh, you'll get that reference shortly. The sad fact is that often effectively impossible to hold police officers accountable for unconstitutional acts. The fact is attributable in large part to a potent well of unchecked power that many Americans have never heard of, now, this is something you will not find in the Constitution. You will not find any federal law. It is a judge-made doctrine invented by the Supreme Court. It is called qualified immunity. And for those charged with enforcing the law are to be kept within the bounds of their rightful authority, it must be abolished. So, Section 1983, the federal law that allows citizens to sue for constitutional violations, is broad, unequivocal, and unambiguous. It says that, quote, every person who is acting under color of law who causes a, quote, deprivation of any rights secured by the Constitution and laws shall be liable to the party injured. Uh, to put that in layman's terms, if you work for the government and you infringe on the rights of someone un illegally or unconstitutionally, then they can sue you. You are liable for the damages that you caused because you broke, you broke the law. You know, unconstitutional is, is, is another fancy way to say breaking the law as well. Right. Um, Section 1983 embodies a foundational principle of justice that resonates with Americans who have never heard of Marbury versus Madison, where there is a right, there is a remedy. But for decades, we have had rights without remedies. In the 1967 case of Pearson versus Ray, the Supreme Court held that police officers sued for constitutional violations can raise qualified immunity as a defense and thereby escape paying out of their own pockets, even if they violated a person's constitutional rights. Now, I want to stop really, really quick right here by saying it's, it's, it's been popularized time and again that people have said one way to deal with uh, government overreach in terms of, of law enforcement, of police brutality, for instance, which is popular today, one way to deal with that would be to target the pensions Go after the police unions. Go after the pensions. Make it where if police are caught doing something wrong and the city gets sued for $50 million, the city doesn't pay the $50 million because, because they wouldn't pay it, right? It taxpayers are the ones paying it. This, the city has no money. Only people have money. And we've, that's, that's, that's a turn of phrase we've used on this show before. No, cities can't have money. This building doesn't have money. The show doesn't have any money. <laughs> Only people have money. And so if the city gets sued for $50 million because its police force does something wrong, the city won't pay a cent. It will tax taxpayers and, and, and slash budgets and do whatever to, to allocate that money to pay for the lawsuit. Um, and that's fair enough. Like, I, I get it. I get what they're saying. The problem is, is that if taxpayers foot the bill... Uh, but but vice versa, taxpayers themselves don't demand 
justice, then, then, then the people who actually caused the injury are not feeling the pain. So this decision was unabashedly policy-oriented. It was thought that government officials would not vigorously fulfill their obligations if they could be held accountable for actions taken in good faith. Under current law, the general rule is that victims of rights violations pay the costs of their own injuries. So basically, the argument against getting rid of qualified immunity is, well, we it'll be really hard to fill the ranks of the police. It'll be really hard, like, like think for a moment of that poor good cop who's just trying to do everything the right way, but if he's getting sued every five minutes because someone who's bitter because they got a parking ticket is, fi- is finding some reason to sue them, then, then they're not going to want to have to deal with that headache. And I will say that I understand that we have a very heavy litigation society. Like everyone wants to sue everybody. Everything's going to court for everything. You know, if, if McDonald's has coffee that's 119 degrees instead of 118 degrees, then you want to sue because you spilt your coffee. You know, that, that, that sort of stuff. I get that that's a problem, but, but that, I, that's a separate issue. I think, I think the more important issue is is being able to hold people accountable that today have no accountability practically and have a monopoly on violence. I, f- I feel like that's a much more serious danger than how many lawsuits are on the docket. True. Um, so in practice, qualified immunity provides a near absolute defense held that throwing a flashbang grenade it blindly into a house injuring a toddler is not considered outrageous enough. Just last year, in Plumhoff versus Rickard, the Supreme Court decided that firing 15 bullets at a motorist is a reasonable method to stop them from leaving police. So much for every person shall be liable. Qualified immunity shields police misconduct not only from liability, but also from meaningful judicial scrutiny. Private lawsuits are an essential tool in uncovering the truth about police misconduct. The discovery process can yield information that makes broader policy changes within the police departments possible. At trial, judicial engagement, which is an impartial evidence-based determination of the constitutionality of an officer's actions, can take place. The problem is, is that qualified immunity can cut that search short. If qualified immunity is raised as a defense before a trial and a judge denies that defense, That decision can actually be appealed and they can still try to raise qualified immunity as a defense. But if it's granted, then the discovery process stops and there's no trials on those merits. So so again, to kind of reemphasize that in layman's terms, one of of the processes by which we we go to court to, uh, to determine things is there's the discovery process. It's where everyone puts their cards on the table. Here's the evidence that we have. Here's the evidence that you have. We, we you know, it's there. There's none of this surprise witness evidence yeah. type stuff at trial. Right. Like that's a very Hollywood yeah. kind of a thing. Um, and so the point being is, is that when you when you are airing these things out, then specifically as it pertains to injustice in law enforcement and in the state, the more things are brought to light, the more there's going to be a demand for change. Yeah. But if, if you can invoke a defense that immediately shuts down that process, which means those things don't come to light, which means the outrage doesn't kick off, which means there's no demand for change. So what needs to happen? Simply put, qualified immunity has to go. 
it should be replaced with a rule of strict liability for bona fide constitutional violations. So, so Blake, you and I were talking about this actually right before yeah. the show, that in, in the private sector world, if, if I damage your car uh-huh. and, and I say, oh, oops, my bad, but yeah. I'm not paying for it, you, you sue me. You sue me because I damaged your car, and then we're going to go to court, and you're going to go to the judge, and you're going to say, this guy damaged my car, here's the damage, this is what I value the, the, the value of the yeah. damage at, so this is, those are the damages that, he, that yeah. this guy right. owes me, and, and, and here's my proof that he caused the damages. And if they rule against you, then the damages are luck. on you. Sure. If they rule for you, then the court is going to order that, that the other party owes you those damages. Right. And, and again, I understand that we live in a litigation-heavy world, but that's a good way. That's a good way for society to function because your other options tend to veer into the realm of violence. Right. And I don't approve of violence. You shouldn't get to go run somebody down and, and hit their car or blow their brains out because they hit your car. Right. But... But you are a damaged party, and you and you should receive compensation for your losses, yeah. and that's and that's what civil court can do. And so, wh- why would we not magically apply that to the police? Why would that apply to you or me for any wrong that we may do to anyone else that wants to hold us accountable for our actions, except for police? That's ridiculous. So that's that's what it is. There are a variety of possible rules. First, police officers could be held personally liable for any rights violations. They'd need to carry uh, personal malpractice insurance, just like lawyers, doctors, and other professionals. Mm -hmm. Insurance companies are qualified and motivated judges of risk, and they would provide another reasonable level of scrutiny on police conduct, policies, and training. I love that point. Mm-hmm. Now I know that there's there there is an element of the community out there that when they hear insurance company they wrinkle their nose like oh the insurance companies they're just out for themselves they only want to make massive profits they don't care about you yada 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 um, and I'm and I'm not saying that there's not injustice in in lots of places but the point being is is that an insurance company is a company and companies that don't make profits don't stay in business. So the insurance company is motivated by pro- by the profit margin, but that also means they're motivated in a couple of ways. Yes, they're motivated to make money, which means they're motivated to not lose money. Right. So when the when the insurance company says we don't want to cover this person with a bunch of pre-existing medical conditions because they're likely to lose us money, that should be their right to do because it, but if because if if all they did was cover everyone and made them lose money, then they'd go out of business. Exactly. But vice versa, what's beautiful about this particular analogy is, is that you would not be able to be, if you were not able to be a police officer without your malpractice insurance, and vice versa, they would not give you malpractice insurance because they looked at you and said, you're a powder keg. Too much history of Too violence. much history, history of violence, so many reports of of. Um, malpractice, I guess, in yeah. this particular, you know, of, of injustice, of, of, you know, handling your suspects roughly, of, of, go, of, you know, false accusations, all those types of things, then effectively you would not let, you would not be able to be a police officer. That's great. That, yeah. that sounds great that's to great. me. Exactly yeah, so. That's great. So second, police departments could be held liable for any rights violations by officers and punitive damages could be assessed against individual officers for particularly outrageous conduct. 
So again, if I hit your car and I don't want to pay you, you can sue me to make me pay you. Right. If a police officer hits your car and then drives away and said, no, I didn't do that. It's going to be awfully hard to go after him. I mean, you'd have to have such an airtight case. Yeah. And even if you did, what is to stop that guy from saying, well, it's because you were in the way because I was responding to this horrible crime and I was trying to prevent it and you were in the way. So really, you're at fault. What's to stop that? Nothing. What's to stop you is qualified immunity that he has against you. You get rid of that, and if he can be held liable the same way a private citizen can be held liable, then the script is flipped. Third, police departments could be required to insure officers up to a certain amount. Officers would have to purchase insurance to cover any costs in excess of that amount. So it's kind of like your copay, right? Yeah. So, so So the police department is covering them up to a certain amount, but... You know, but when you but when you shot into somebody's car fifteen times and you now you're being sued for ten million dollars, but your coverage is only ten thousand. Uh oh, you're in trouble, buddy. Oh yeah. But again, you I mean, we have insurance, right? Like yeah. we have insurance, but if if the cost of whatever ails us is far greater than our insurance, then we're going to owe. Oh yeah. Of course. I mean, that's how the system works. It could work for them. Now, really, I just want to say really quick, by the way, before we wrap up this segment for all of our anarchist friends out there who are thinking, wait a minute, Alan, I thought I thought you just wanted to get rid of all cops. I do, but I'm trying to talk about something practical that maybe people need to be informed about. So as ambitious as these reforms might seem, never underestimate the power of widespread public outrage. In the case of Kilo, the court's cavalier treatment of property rights led to a number of laws protecting citizens from imminent domain abuse in states across the country. Here, too, the public can force legislators to respond. The question of how to ensure that officers exercise the authority delegated to them within the proper vigor, while also keeping them within the limits of that authority, should be left in the first instance to elected officials subject to constitutional limits and the requirements of valid federal laws, like Section 1983. Qualified immunity enables officers to flout those limits and those laws. We must replace the judiciously invented, judicially invented impunity that office, police officers currently enjoy with a realistic avenue for the vindication of constitutional rights. Um, so to, so to, find, to kind of put the nail on the coffin of that one is that we should all always be rejecting any type of doctrine that is born in the court, that is born out of regulation, that is born out of some bureaucracy, rather than one that is born out of actual law that is actually legislated in Congress that is actually voted on by elected representatives. Like, that's what a law is. And law, right. if, if, a, if you want laws to apply to society, then, and you, and you believe in the American system of government such as we have, then you have to believe that those laws are only valid when they are proposed in Congress, they are legislated, they are voted on, and they are passed. But you can't just magically create laws out of thin air because a judge said, this makes sense, let's go with that. That's not legislation. That's no. not Congress approving or voting on anything. Right. And, and qualified immunity is exactly that. It was something that was born in the courts. And so it's got to go. Yep. It's got to go. It has to go. That's kind of like my new catchphrase, by it's the way. Is if, if someone asks me, hey, what do you think about the looters? Gotta they go. gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna be my thing now. Impossible whopper. It's gotta go. Well, I mean, that's what I thought, but you just 
Don't get, don't, don't, don't. You see, you're, you're scratching scabs. You're tearing open old wounds. You're doing this. Guys, we will be right back after this break. Exactly. So it makes you feel that. There, there was a uh, there was a saying uh, from that you hear all the time in instances of outrage and injustice, where some, uh-huh. a lot of times when people are trying to calm rioters or or the the huddled unwashed masses, they'll say something like, "Well, we just have to let the system work." And and I feel like protesters are saying, "Yeah, that's what we're afraid of. <laughs> we're afraid that the system's going to work because." This is what the the system like injustice is not the system not working. It's yeah. the system working exactly as intended. Exactly. So anyway, I I really want to emphasize to people, and I've said this on the show before. Like I I totally understand people who are upset and outraged about various things in our in our society, and they and they have absolutely every right to feel that I am too. But it's so important to be mad at the right people for the right reasons. Right. With that said, you know, Ben and Jerry's is mad. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's ice cream is mad, and they've decided they're going to take a stand and make some statements. This is, this is on the front of their website. We must dismantle white supremacy. Wow. Silence is not an option. White supremacy, Blake. All, everything wrong in the world is, is because of, in, in 2020, <laughs> in current year, is white supremacy. I'm going to read a little bit of this. This, this okay. is actually, believe it or not, this is actually live. This is, this is a live of me looking at this and figuring out why do these people think white supremacy is wrong and not the police state. All of us at Ben and Jerry's are outraged about the murder of another black person by Minneapolis police officers last week and the continued violent response by police against protesters. Perfect, but they also killed Duncan Limp and many, many yeah, other people. Right. So where yeah. was the outrage? Right. We have to speak out. Great. We have to stand together with the victims of murder, marginalization, and repression because of their skin color. Why does it have to be because of their skin color? You should stand together with victims of murder, marginalization, and repression because of their skin color. But what about people who are victims of murder and marginalization because of some other beliefs that they may have? Yeah. Exactly. And with those who seek justice through protests across the country, we have to say his name, George Floyd. We did last week, so Uh you're a little late, Ben and Jerry's. George Floyd was a son, a brother, a father, and a friend. The police officer who put his knee on George George Floyd's neck and the police officers who stood by and watched didn't just murder George Floyd, they stole him. They stole him from his family and his friends, his church and his community, and from his own future. Now, I agree with all that. That's great. The murder of George Floyd was the result of inhumane police brutality that is perpetuated by a culture of white supremacy. 
It's white supremacy, Blake. Yeah, if there just the wasn't white supremacy, happening. then all the police would be down on the corner handing you a popsicle and apologizing for every time they gave you a ticket. That's what it is. Yep. It's not the drug war. Nope. It's not the militarization of police. It's nope. not the monopoly of violence that the state has. No, nope. no, 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 no. They can have all of those things and everything was perfectly fine. It's just that too many of them are white supremacists. <laughs> Come on, man. So anyway, what happened to George Floyd was not the result of a bad apple. Correct, it wasn't. It was the predictable consequence of a racist and prejudiced system and culture that has treated black bodies as the enemy from the beginning. And yes, I will be happy to, to agree that the black community has suffered some oppression. Absolutely. Um, particularly so. And in particular places, by the way. Yeah. Oftentimes in cities run by Democrats, but they all but they're voting Democrat. And that being neither here nor there. Um, what happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis is the fruit born of toxic seeds planted on the shores of our country in Jamestown in 1619. Jesus Come Christ! On. When the first enslaved men and women arrived on this continent. Um. So you know that there were people, so first of all, you know slavery predates white America, right? Yeah. And you also know that that Amer- that colonies in America predate slavery. Right. Um, there were actually blacks in North America that were indentured servants alongside indentured servant whites who were in North America exactly. who were not slaves because slavery as an institution did not exist until after that fact. Um. But I digress. Right. When Okay, so Floyd is the latest in a long list of names that stretches back to the time and of that shore. Some of those names we know, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Oscar Grant, Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Emmett Till, Martin Luther King Jr. Most we don't. Yeah, yeah, most we don't. You, you left out Duncan Limp. Yeah. Left out Duncan Limp. Right. The officers who murdered George Floyd, who stole him from those who loved him, must be brought to justice. Fantastic. Yeah. At the same time, we must embark on a more complicated work of delivering justice for all the victims of state-sponsored violence and racism. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyone who says the phrase finding justice for victims of state-sponsored violence, I got got you. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. But it seems like you think that the state-sponsored violence is because of racism and not because of the state. Exactly. That's what the state is in state-sponsored violence. Right. Four years ago, we publicly stated our support for the Black Lives Matter movement. Today, we want to be even more clear about the urgent need to take concrete steps to dismantle white supremacy in all of its forms. Okay, so again, like, what was the last time you saw the KKK on the courthouse steps along with, like, a congressman happy to be seen with them passing legislation? I, I like haven't ne- seen that like in, my in life your life. life. Never like let's, yeah. let's in your life. Never like, no. come on folks. Yeah. Um, the KKK is totally, and then I know that's not exactly what they said, but they're totally irrelevant. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not members uh, like they've got like 300 now or something ridiculous, but I'm not, look, I'm not saying that there aren't racists in this world, Yeah. but wouldn't it be great if the racists could not be empowered by the state and be given a monopoly on violence to right. act out their rage and their aggression towards mm-hmm. people they don't like. 
So in that scenario I just listed, because I feel like they're sort of kind of there, but in the scenario that I just listed, the problem wasn't the racist. The problem was giving him a badge and a gun and giving him a monopoly on violence. That was the, so the problem is not racism. The problem is the state. The right. problem is the police state. The problem is the militarization. The problem is that, by the way, I didn't see anything here about the drug war, but no. you're, you can't be taken serious if you're not trying to st- end the drug war, just saying, yeah. especially for the black community. Uh, first, we call upon President Trump, elected officials, and political parties to commit our nation to a formal process of healing and reconciliation. Okay, that doesn't mean anything. Instead of calling for the use of aggressive tactics on protesters, the president must take the first step by disavowing white supremacists and nationalist groups that overtly support him. No, this is, this is the whole Ron Paul thing all over again, that I'm me and these are my policies, but someone we don't like agrees with this policy you do like. Therefore, if you don't disavow them, you're, you're literally Hitler. That's so stupid. Yeah. That's so stupid. You are missing. So first of all, by the way, you're, you're rushing to your elected officials. You're crawling on your hands and knees to government to say, would you guys please say the things we want to hear? Those, they're the ones that are the problem. Right. The people putting the boot on your neck is government and you're yes. crawling to them, begging for them to say flowery words. Second, we call upon Congress to pass H.R. 40, legislation that would create a commission to study the effects of slavery and discrimination from 1619 to the present and recommend appropriate remedies. Folks, these are not your friends. Mm -mm. These are not your friends. These are people with a social agenda and... They don't care who is being stomped out by police as long as it's not one of them and theirs. And they would care a lot less about the oppression that you suffer if you don't tow their political agenda. We see this time and time again. These people are not your friends. Third, we support Floyd's family's call to create a national task force. I'm just going to stop reading that one. No! 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 Why do we need more bureaucracy? Why do we need more taxes to spend to create more bureaucracy to hire more cops and more task force? To step on your neck. Jesus. Those, they are the enemy. Let's, let's start a new task force to help the enemy do things a different way. To us. That's... N- And finally, we call on the Department of Justice to reinvigorate its civil rights division as a staunch defender of the rights of black and brown people. How did they possibly stomp all over Duncan Limp's rights? I don't understand how they got away with it. The DOJ must also reinstate policies rolled back under the Trump administration, such as consent decrees to curb police abuses. There ain't no decrees doing jack for the police abuses. Yeah. This is like what this has written all over it is government will investigate itself and find no wrongdoing. And and your answer to that is, well, we just got to get the right people in there. We just, we just, you know, government that's, that's, that's of the people for the people by the people. You people are the freaking problem. I'm Blake. I'm working overtime to not say bad (laughs) words today. 
Are you I, I, like it, it? Like you're proud of me, right? I'm doing. Yeah, you're doing pretty well, I, I, man. You're doing because if I did, I'd have to acknowledge Suzanne Sherman's the Watch Ash report. Like I, you know, <laughs> I, that's our old thing. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm. I'm. I'm working really hard to keep my blood pressure down. Finally, unless and until white America is willing, okay, eh, is willing to collectively acknowledge its privilege. I, these people don't get it. These people don't get it. They will happily divide you among racial lines, and all. Uh-huh. And, and also, by the way, they'll happily divide you amongst political and ideological lines as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And, and as far as they are concerned, you are the enemy if you don't line up with them ideologically. Well, I'll tell you where I am ideologically, Ben and Jerry's. I don't think the state should have a monopoly on violence, and I want to abolish every single one of these BS task force and, and governmental bodies and bureaucracies that you want to create. Yeah, I, I want to roll back a lot of things. I want to I roll back everything that you suggest. I want to roll back qualified immunity. Did, did you see qualified immunity, Blake, by the way, oh, in Ben and Jerry's over statement? over that report. I didn't yes. hear that. I didn't see Duncan Limp in there. I nope. didn't see qualified immunity in there. I didn't see the war but on drugs felt, in there. you felt qualified immunity being implied. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly so. Yeah. Absolutely implied. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Commercial break? Let's take a commercial break. Like us on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash funnybroke. You can follow me on Twitter. It's Twitter at Alan M. Mosley. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash funnybroke. You know, we we started also a new Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash it's too late with Alan Mosley. And we're trying because we, we really want to keep audience engagement really high which yeah. is also very important for Facebook's algorithms. So if you're if you're liking the show, if you're liking the show and you know somebody that would really like the show, invite them to it's at Facebook at It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Um, I feel like this episode was at least somewhat less rage-inducing, but we got to keep moving. <laughs> we gotta yeah. Keep moving. We got to keep moving on. We got to... 
I was I was actually out of town a couple of days. Yeah. And uh, I, I was I was visiting some of our friends out in East Tennessee, mm-hmm. and uh, and it had come up in conversation. So what are you going to talk about on the show this week? And I would said normally I just like look at. I look at the news, I kind of get the pulse, the pulse of the nation. The pulse. That's what I should have called the show. It should be Pulse of the Nation with Alan Mosley. Yeah. Um, that just sounds like the Boomer Report with uh. Jeff Johnson is what that sounds like. <laughs> um, and and, and that, So it's a combination of what I want to talk about, something I'm interested in, and that might be music or pop culture too or whatever. Sure. And then maybe something going on in the world. Right. But it's just, it's, I'm, I'm tired. It's just too much. It's it's it was COVID nonstop and now it's been riots nonstop, and and I got I gotta go because I'm under a curfew yeah. right now. Yeah, we're, you we're be able to get home. I gotta go. Yeah, so thanks so much. I guess don't 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 come out and say hello though because you'll have your skull cracked in. Yeah. Uh, but thanks so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. If you enjoyed the show, please consider becoming a member of our Patreon at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Um, or you can, you know what, just, you can always write us or message us on our Facebook page and say, Hey, how can I give you all of my money? And I, I'll answer you. I'll, we'll, we will, we will make that connection happen. Um, but please, please so much hit the like and share, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about the show. Um, absolutely, you know, invite a few friends over to come check it out so, and so that they can subscribe as well. Because that is just the only way that we're going to be able to get messages like qualified immunity or how retarded Ben and Jerry's is out there. Because uh-huh. that's, not, that's not CNN's bag. No. That's not what MSNBC is about today. Right. That's not what Fox is going to be talking about that's 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 too much spin for the spin zone i suppose yeah but that's what we're about so please help us by liking and sharing thank you so much and we will see you next week